The U.S. has a commitment to defend Taiwan if it comes under attack from China. That's what U.S. President Joe Biden said during the latest CNN town hall on Thursday. The U.S. State Department has since come out to reiterate that the U.S. is maintaining strategic ambiguity in the Indo-Pacific. But Biden's remark was still seen as a positive show of support of Taiwan. Meanwhile, other U.S. officials have called on U.N. member states to stop misusing Resolution 2758 to obstruct Taiwan's meaningful participation in the U.N. system. I don't want a cold war with China. I just want to make China understand that we are not going to step back. We are not going to change any of our views. So are you China. saying that, that the United States would come to Taiwan's defense if yes, China attacked? Yes, we have a commitment to do that. During an interview on CNN, U.S. President Joe Biden said that the U.S. has a commitment to Taiwan and that the U.S. would defend Taiwan in the event of an attack by China. Some have interpreted Biden's words as a reiteration of the U.S.'s stance on Taiwan. The U.S. has maintained a policy of strategic ambiguity with respect to the Asia-Pacific region. However, on the issues of regional security and military posturing, it is already moving in a clear direction. The U.S. has recently manifested support for Taiwan in other ways as well. I still have mine here. It's getting a little bit old, uh, but it was a, an incredible token of appreciation. In an online conference with other Asia experts, U.S. Deputy Assistant Secretary of State Rick Waters showed off one of the face masks donated by Taiwan last year. He also criticized China's misuse of U.N. Resolution 2758 to exclude Taiwan from the WHO and other international organizations. Why this is occurring? To us, the reason is that the People's Republic of China has misused uh, Resolution 2758 to prevent Taiwan's meaningful participation. This is obviously a deliberate distortion of the resolution and should be challenged by countries around the world who support Taiwan's meaningful participation. The Taiwanese government has also on many occasions reiterated that the resolution only addresses the issue of China's representation in the UN. The Thai administration has also asserted that neither side of the Taiwan Strait is subordinate to the other, and that as such, the resolution should not inhibit Taiwan's participation in UN systems. Taiwan has always wanted this type of support from the international community. I believe that this support will be very helpful to Taiwan's future efforts to participate in the UN. DPP lawmakers have argued that the U.S.'s calls for an end to the misuse of Resolution 2758 are evidence that support is growing for Taiwan's participation in the UN. Meanwhile, the European Parliament overwhelmingly passed a report on Thursday calling for enhanced political relations and cooperation with Taiwan. Among other things, the report calls for the EU to prepare to negotiate a bilateral investment agreement with Taiwan. It also calls for the EU's mission to Taiwan to be renamed the European Union Office in Taiwan. The report was passed amid Chinese pressure on European members of parliament. One of them even said China had threatened her with consequences if she endorsed the report. Members of the European Parliament posed for a photo with Taiwan's representative to the EU, Tsai Ming-yen. The picture was taken on Thursday at 4 p.m. Taipei time, 
just after the European Parliament passed a report on enhancing Taiwan-EU political relations and cooperation. European MPs voted 580 to 26 to overwhelmingly pass the report. The report calls for enhancing the EU's relations with Taiwan. It calls for the EU's representative office in Taiwan to be renamed from the current European Economic and Trade Office to European Union Office in Taiwan. It also calls on the EU to prepare for negotiations to sign a bilateral investment agreement with Taiwan. The report also urges the EU to do more to address China's continued military belligerence against Taiwan. The author of the report, Swedish MP Charlie Weimersch, called the approval of the text a historic vote that sends a strong signal to Beijing. The EU must condemn China's action in the strongest possible terms and stress that China's actions against Taiwan will have consequences for EU-China relations. Another Swedish member of the European Parliament, Avon Insia, said she had received threats from China after expressing support for the report. She said her support for Taiwan remained unshaken. A few months ago, I received a letter of threat by the Chinese embassy in Sweden. We hope that you withdraw your support immediately and not pursue this course of action. Otherwise, you shall be held responsible for all consequences. I will proudly vote in favor of the report today in defense of democracy and freedom. President Tsai Ing-wen also celebrated the passing of the report on social media. She pointed out that this was the first time the European Parliament had passed an official text regarding the political relations between the EU and Taiwan. She said its passing was extremely meaningful and showed the European Parliament's high regard for Taiwan. The president thanked the MPs that had backed the text for continuing to support Taiwan despite outside pressure. Meanwhile, the report ruffled a few feathers across the strait. The European Parliament's adoption of the above-mentioned report is vile in nature and has an egregious impact. China strongly condemns and rejects this move. Over the past few years, Xi Jinping has announced a series of very hard actions both domestically and internationally, which have sparked strong backlash against China in European and Western countries. Frankly speaking, this has greatly helped Taiwan shine brighter and brighter on the international stage. The scholar says China's wolf warrior diplomacy has only been to its detriment in Europe, boosting support for Taiwan. So far this year, the European Parliament has passed 12 pro-Taiwan texts. Their contents range from affirming Taiwan's strategy against COVID and calling for stronger EU-Taiwan relations, to expressing concern for China's military intimidation of Taiwan and support for Taiwan's inclusion in international organizations. Altogether, they show that support for Taiwan is growing in Europe and that relations between Taiwan and the EU are stronger than ever. Minister of Foreign Affairs Joseph Wu will head to Europe on an official visit next week, stopping in the Czech Republic and Slovakia. Wu says the trip signals a new era in Taiwan's relations with European countries. Let's hear what he had to say. It's already a new era for Taiwan-EU relations. Next week, I'll be headed to Europe, which is something that would have been unimaginable before. We've also had plenty of European politicians visit Taiwan, and I imagine we'll soon receive even more visitors to Taiwan. Taiwan and Central and Eastern European countries share similar experiences with democratization starting from the same point in time to today. We all cherish the values of democracy and human rights. Our relationships with European countries are continuously advancing. 
Wu is scheduled to deliver the keynote address at a forum by a Slovakia-based think tank on the issue of a post-pandemic society. From there, he will travel to the Czech Republic, where he will receive a medal from Czech Senate President Miloš Vystrčil. He's also scheduled to meet with Prague mayor and longtime Taiwan supporter Zdeněk Hryb. He will also virtually speak at a conference organized by the Interparliamentary Alliance on China in Italy. There are also reports that indicate that Wu may also be visiting Poland and the EU headquarters in Brussels. The 12th round of vaccinations kicked off on Friday with more than 2.93 million vaccine shots scheduled to be administered in coming days. With three different vaccine brands rolling out at the same time, local governments have taken additional precautions to ensure that everyone got the shot they signed up for. Capacity has also been expanded at vaccination sites to reduce wait times. Friday was the first day of the 12th round of vaccinations. Though the weather did not make things any easier with a constant drizzle, operations at a vaccination site in New Taipei's Sanchong district went smoothly. Here at Sanchong Civil Sports Center, it's mostly second doses of Moderna being administered. About 1,900 people come in for a shot in one day. It's a lot of people, but staff at the site guide everyone to where they should be. Members of the public say getting the shot was a breeze. The process was very smooth, maybe because everyone was moving very fast. You come in, and the next moment you're at the front. Before, we had to wait so long sitting in rows. The nurse administered the vaccine very fast, too. Over at New Taipei's largest vaccination site, the New Taipei City Exhibition Hall in Ugu, it's mainly Pfizer going in arms. The site can administer around 5,500 vaccines in one day, double the previous capacity. Here, the city government has also taken measures to eliminate long waits. I think it was okay. It was very fast. I barely felt the prick of the needle. It's been 15 minutes since I got my shot. I don't feel anything strange. The 12th round of vaccinations is the largest one yet, with three different vaccine brands rolling out. That's 1.35 million Pfizer vaccines, 950,000 AstraZeneca shots, and 620,000 Moderna jabs. A total of 2.93 million people will be getting a shot. On Friday, some people turned up early at vaccination sites amid fears that there would be long waits. Fortunately, it was all over in the blink of an eye. They just gave me this notice. I thought I had to go online and race for a spot, but in the end there was no need for that. I've heard some friends say that they were unable to register in Taipei, so some of them came here, to Sanchong, to get their shots. Local governments have all made different plans for the large operation. New Taipei expanded the number of vaccination sites, with each place focusing on one vaccine brand to prevent mishaps. In Taipei, AstraZeneca is being administered at the Taipei Expodome vaccination site, Pfizer at hospitals and Moderna at local clinics. At the Taipei Expodome, 11,000 people were scheduled to receive a shot on the first day of the vaccination round. To prepare for the crowds, pathways were clearly delimited to reduce wait times and ensure everybody gets their shot. 
Health officials say Taiwan is considering easing COVID quarantine regulations ahead of the Lunar New Year. The CECC says some of the possibilities include making the mandatory quarantine shorter or even making home quarantine an option once again. Currently, travelers to Taiwan must be quarantined at designated hotels or facilities upon landing. But quarantine hotels in Taipei are nearly fully booked ahead of the holiday period. Let's hear from the health minister. We've also taken note of the situation. Quarantine hotel capacity indeed can't meet demand from January on. Last year, we were proactive in arranging quarantine hotels, and we currently have capacity of 26,000 rooms. The pandemic is under control in Taiwan, so demand for domestic travel will likely be very high during the Lunar New Year. That means that expanding the quarantine hotel network is not a likely option. So now we're considering there will be many Taiwanese hoping to come back after two years abroad. So we're considering different options while keeping up COVID measures. We may ease some regulations. Right now, we're investigating and taking stock of how and when people will be returning. We want to make it so that people can come home in a safe way. That's our overall approach. Taiwan currently has a total of 30,000 beds in quarantine hotels and government facilities, but that may not be enough to meet the Lunar New Year demand. Government officials say they're assessing different possibilities and that they'll announce any changes once a decision is reached. Local researchers have found a traditional Chinese medicine compound called NRICM-102 that can reduce the risk of COVID-related deaths by more than 50 percent in patients with severe symptoms. The substance is a modified version of the MRICM-101, which was shown to be effective against mild and moderate cases of the disease earlier this year. Researchers say the new herbal formula can strengthen the body's immune response while reducing organ damage. In animal tests, the compound was found to be effective at combating lung fibrosis. A full course of the compound costs between 110 and 120 U.S. dollars to produce. Pharmaceutical companies say they hope the compound can be certified soon to allow it to be mass-produced. The Fuzhong Commercial District in New Taipei's Banqiao will hold its annual Halloween party on October 30th. This year's event includes a Halloween parade, costume competition, DIY activities, and more. For most of the news reporter Stephanie Yang takes us there for a closer look. Members of the dance troupe have dressed up as the characters of the TV show Squid Game for the October 30th festivities. They're getting ready for the annual Halloween party held at the Fuzhong commercial area in Banqiao that will kick off on October 30th at 12.30 p.m. and last through to 7 p.m. To ensure that everyone keeps their masks on, organizers won't hand out candy this year. Instead, they'll hand out gifts. This year is very special. There won't be candies, but we have prepared a lot of small gifts to distribute to the people and children who participate in the event. This year's events includes a Halloween parade, competition, DIY activities and games. A prize pot of 260,000 NT in cash will be on the ready to distribute to winners in the Halloween costume competition. In addition to the hosting of contests for best costume merch and art displays like in previous years, we're also launching a children's games event. 
for the children's games, we have invited a total of 300 people to sign up. And starting October 21, you can visit the official new Taipei City Economic Development Department website to register. We have prepared a lot of prizes. The top three can get an iPad. For the costume competition, the total prize pot has been raised to 260,000 NT. The Fuzhong Halloween party has been held since 2011. Last year, the event attracted 110,000 revelers. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Tsang Kuihong in New Taipei City. The Water Resources Agency is carrying out widespread regulation projects on Taiwan's rivers. Part of its strategy is the Riverbank Sponsorship and Defense Project, through which local groups and companies are invited to sponsor a section of a river. Then they get a say in how it will be redesigned and constructed. To find out more, let's check out an area sponsored by Jietofen Community Development Society in Yuanshan Township, Ilan. Actors rehearse on stage as they prepare a Taiwanese opera show. Even though it's just a rehearsal, their singing attracts lots of admirers. That's despite there not even being a chair to pull up. The audience is seated on large rocks, arranged in a raked pattern on this grassy hill. This is a new outdoor theater space at Jetofen Cultural Square, created by the Water Resources Agency in association with Jetofen Community Development Society. To the south of the river, we have Annong River, and to the north, we actually have our stretch of Ilan River. Here at the Yongjin River section, the Water Resources Agency is working with locals to carry out river regulation, and they've added in local community culture. Our Guzaixi Square has been built here because Jieto Fun is the birthplace of Taiwanese opera. The Water Resources Agency has constructed this cultural square between Yongjing Bridges No. 1 and 2 on the left-hand bank of the Ilan River. All around are designs illustrating the origins and history of Taiwanese opera and local culture. There's also a special cycle lane and bicycle park platform, enabling visitors to enjoy some exercise to round up a leisurely day out. Visitors can enjoy the voices of opera singers ringing out as they stroll or cycle around the riverbank. Before the regulation project, the riverbanks were covered in weeds. Now, this bank is an outdoors exhibition space. The regulation work used existing concrete with new construction methods, increasing the area given to plant life. The walkways are now better at retaining and gradually releasing water, vital for soil health in Elan's rainy climate. And the project used greenwork materials and natural construction methods. Locals were keen to help protect the habitats of wild animals. Some of the steps also have viewing platforms. We created them all by lining up natural rocks. Beside the river, we've preserved a natural greenery belt, so you can see how rich and diverse the ecology is here, as well as the bird life. In recent years, the Water Resources Agency has collaborated with many private groups and companies in its water bank sponsorship and defense projects, through which 300 hectares of land have been sponsored. At the start of the design process, we interviewed groups and agencies in the local area who are interested in sponsorship. When that's complete, they assume responsibility for the maintenance and management of the land. So in the design process and in the execution process, we are constantly communicating with the sponsor group 
so that our final design will fit their expectations. Officials taken lots of stakeholder opinions, adapt to local needs, and try to use ecological principles in the river regulation, as well as thinking of leisure requirements. It's a tough job, demanding local expertise as well as big picture thinking. And turning to the weather, the mercury dipped below 20 degrees in several areas in northern Taiwan early Friday morning, with areas of New Taipei registering just 17 degrees. Forecasters say northeasterly winds will keep bringing cool and drizzly weather all the way through Sunday. They also say that this coming winter may be even colder than last year's due to the La Nina effect. It just won't stop raining. That and low temperatures make for a gloomy streetscape with people clutching to their jackets. Temperatures in New Taipei's Cape Fugue dipped as low as 17 degrees on Friday morning. We expect the influence of the northeasterly winds to last until Sunday. Northern Taiwan, Yilan and Hualien may see lows of 17 to 19 degrees. From Monday, the northeasterlies will weaken and highs around Taiwan will bounce back up by 3 to 5 degrees. Before, it used to be that it only got cold toward the end of the year. This year, it's cooling down sooner. Some experts say that a cold high-pressure zone picking up strength on the east coast of China could be the reason for the unseasonal temperature drop. The Central Weather Bureau says that this winter season will likely be affected by the La Nina weather phenomenon, meaning even chillier temperatures could be coming. Currently, forecasts from international institutions say there is a possibility that a La Nina weather pattern will develop this winter. Under the effects of La Nina, the northeasterly winds near Taiwan would be more distinct than in regular years. Under a normal La Nina, sea temperatures are about 1 degree lower than the average. But the current forecasts expect sea temps to drop between 0.5 and 1 degree, so it's not yet an extremely strong La Nina. Australia's Bureau of Meteorology and Japan's Meteorological Agency also say La Nina will likely affect the weather in the coming season. But other meteorologists say it's too early to tell just how strong its influence will be. Taiwan's Weather Bureau says it will continue monitoring the situation for any developments in the ocean and the atmosphere.